Hi everyone, welcome back to Knights of Ren. It's Allie. And Maria. And today we are here to talk about the third episode of the Book of Boba Fett. We both had an interesting experience uh, with this episode. <laughs> yes, we have. Yes, I saw a spoiler for the part. You could probably all assume which part I saw a spoiler for. It made me so mad. I had to wait like a day before I could even watch it. Wait, which, which, what, what, what did you get the spoiler Oh, the Tuscan stuff. As a lot of people were upset about that. Like that was what I saw. I did do a, maybe it was tiny spoilery. I'm, I'm sorry. I got so excited about seeing the Melu runs and I don't, I didn't think it was a spoiler because. Oh my God, that was all over Twitter that night. It's fine, Maria. Because it was just fruit and like, there was no pivotal issue. I'm sorry. When I see a tweet of Melu runs versus, oh, I'm so sad. They're mad. These characters died. Then I'm like, whoa. I did did not Uh, say anything about plots or major characters or anything. And I, but I will be careful. Because I, I even don't want to ruin the tiny moments for other fans. But I, I just, I really like seeing them. They, they were so big. And I remember how much Ezra loved the Melu runs. And he had to get them for Hera. And that was like a whole thing. So I just, I was excited about them. Yeah. And like, while they're in Bad Batch, they were so much more prominently in this episode. So I loved it. Like, maybe. Yeah. So how was your experience watching this episode, Maria? It was an interesting one. There were highs, there were lots of lows. I didn't think that the Tuscans were going to end like that. Oh yeah, (laughs) no, if anyone's listened to our episode last week, we were very optimistic. And apparently the rest of the fandom was like thinking they were going to die. And I went on the show and everyone was like, oh, we we called this, but we're disappointed. That's what I was talking about. When I went on Twitter (laughs) and I saw so much of that, I was like so confused. I'm like, Really? It didn't have that trajectory last week that they were all going to die. (laughs) Yeah, I I guess I understand people's fear around the trope and just fear around Star Wars doing stuff like that in general. Like, I get that stuff. But at the same time, like you said, the show itself, that was very caught me off guard. That was very out of nowhere. The entire sequence for me, and this was a low, was off how they did it the entire thing was off because i i felt like they could have been an ally exactly <laughs> I, I listened to the what i said last week like 50 times before we watched this and i'm like oh i think they're gonna have like a say in the future they exactly can like they're, this they're allies <laughs> i had no idea i was so crushed when this happened well, and I, I think i said that too that they were gonna be allies yeah and exactly together, you know that that Boba could include them in in any war because as I said where we left it it was that vision from last week it was in place because he's having threats of other people threatening his power so I I was saying in last week's episode that the Tuscans are going to be key allies when people come to attack his power that's what I thought (laughs) Yeah, like like you said, like allies, community, and then obviously it's super hurtful for like the tropes of uh, killing off indigenous people. Yeah. And then also we, we defended so much last week that Boba wasn't the savior. It was always going to be a community. And this episode, um, while it didn't particularly be like savior, it was still, it reframed it in the other trope light where it's like, he is the survivor. He has to like deal with the emotional consequence of the loss. Like it got into all those like classic oh, we need to kill off the characters to serve the male characters, like the male leads emotional journey, which you do not 
you do yeah. not need to do that. You do not. And also, if they were going to die at all, like this gets to the abrupt part of it. If they were going to die at all, you do it in them fighting back, fighting for their yes. home on screen. Like this was also just an off, off screen thing that we didn't even get to see them fight back like, for their lives. There was no agency for their characters in that moment. It was just, they're gone. And I was like, oh my God. And like, I, I'd seen the spoiler and I was still, it was still so hard to watch. I was like, what even? Cause like, I didn't have the context of how it happened yet. So like, I knew it was going to come, but I didn't know it was going to be like that abrupt. And like, like seeing Boba's reaction to it was so, for me, it felt very muted in mm. comparison to the way I felt he was attached to them from the week before. I don't know. Like when he was riding up on the Bantha up to the, cause he saw it from afar. I thought like we would have had more urgency, more anguish in him. And, you know, we see a tear and he's throwing the stick of the little kid on the fire. I would have been grabbing the sand and like throwing it in the air and like losing my ish. Like there, oh, there, there would have been screaming and tears because he became part of this family and it seeing his his loss and him dealing with his loss, he felt very like it's something that he had already dealt with like a hundred times. And yes, Boba has gone through a lot. I don't know. So, but then somebody can make that argument, but it's a fresh pain and it's a lot of people. This, This is something different than Boba has experienced. Not this large group of a family that had just let him in. It would have, to me, it would have, opened Boba up and I would have seen more growth if it had affected him more and not seen him steal off because that means he can connect to his emotions, that he isn't closing the door to that, that he can be vulnerable. What what we saw was the opposite of that. And that, that was something that hurt me as a person that's gone through a significant amount of loss. When things bad happen to me, I don't let all those other things harden me. Because you need to be able to feel that. So like last few weeks, we've been talking about like the whole rebirth via the like Sarlacc scene. We we got into like how this was like the healing. We even watched like Clone Wars Boba and we were like talking about how, wow, he's finally a part of a community and that can support him into his future. And so, like you said, while people can make the argument that he's like dealt with loss before, so he knows how to deal with that kind of trauma at the same time, like you said, this is a very significant part of it because it is like finally having that community being welcomed into a community getting that place to belong getting that healing after like we talk about all the time like the sarlacc is like such a big pivotal point and then the fact that they had to choose that again that the pathway had to be just more loss it doesn't need to always be loss to be that motivation factor because he did lose like you said he went through that before in his life that's the push to be like, I guess I need to defend this community and work alongside this community and continue to help people. Yes, we might lose some of us along the way, but that's, we want to see them fight back. Like again, have the agency, fight with him, be with him. After all that buildup, like they had so much buildup. It's so, it's so strange that you had two episodes that were such focuses and buildup factors of these characters. And I, I had this in my drafts for days and days because I just, it, it's too spoilerly where even if I tagged it, I 
I just I I got spoiled, so I didn't I felt wrong saying it, but mm-hmm. like I literally like said in my tweet, I was like all that buildup just like to lose for the to impact the loss of the characters like was that the only thing was just so this loss could hit me harder be different than that I wanted yeah. to be building up characters so I can like continue to see them in the future and yeah. see them where they go and I think I think it would have worked a thousand times better if there would have been an issue where they were trying to fight that game exactly Exactly. I don't understand why they couldn't have done that. And then, then, you know, things escalated when they fight the gang together. I, so, so here, here is my, we're going to come back to one thing time. I, I, what I think should have happened is that these three little tiny stories in here that we got should have fully expanded into full episodes, because I think that a lot was lost. And I think a lot of the things that fans are nitpicking on, wouldn't have been nitpicked on if they had elongated the episodes. Back in the day, I when I was talking about this with Andrew on Twitter, I was like, my one worry would be like that the present stuff gets rushed because of how much we are focusing on the past. They actually did the opposite where they do seem to want to focus on the present a lot now, mm-hmm. but it came at the cost of rushing, like rushing the end of the past in quotes. Like they yeah. had to tie it up like like that like sure we might get like some other kinds of things in the past or something but like they tied that up so quickly at the cost of trying to give more time to the present and that's why it makes it feel so out of place and so strange because you do have that build up in the first two episodes where it makes us feel so wrong that you like tied it together so fast with how much time you were placing upon it prior exactly Um, and like we didn't yeah. need them to die for him to hate the pikes more. He already was mad exactly. at the pikes before. Yeah. I know that was so trespassing yeah. on their land. Like it seemed, it, it would have made a lot more sense if they had, if Boba had been able to go back to the Tuscans and then they worked together to try and eliminate that the yeah. um, the gang. Yeah. I don't know what the gang's name is. Oh, the the Kintan Striders like a a threat to their family but not a wipeout where I'm like oh wow this happened while I was gone like no no and it see the thing is is that (sighs) the the Tuscans had just fought the pikes literally they're effective fighters and to have their entire village wiped out I was kind of like what? Okay, here comes the point. I've seen some people trying to rationale it and be like, oh, it can't be the entire village. It doesn't look like everything. But the problem with doing that is you're trying to undermine people being upset about this because mm-hmm. it's still very important that we that we share why it's making us upset by mm-hmm. rationalizing and saying, oh, there's still more of them out there. Okay, maybe, maybe there's more of them out there, but that doesn't justify ha- like half or more of them being killed now. Like- yeah. Yep. Sorry, I'm I, really heated on this. That I, 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 it doesn't to me like the Tuscans are like amazing fighters. So I, I, I can't. It, it seemed odd that the, all of a sudden the entire village was wiped out mm-hmm. when like there we'd already seen multiple attempts on them in the other episodes, and they were they fought effectively. If we had seen the fight scene, then. But we didn't. So yeah, exactly. Like like you're pay- playing into those tropes again. The tropes of like the indigenous people being wiped out. The tropes yes. of the lead character being like the one to survive to go on to avenge the others. Like and like you said, like 
we saw their strength before, like you said, but the show played in the tropes. And that's why so many people have been saying this week, it's only so much to put the representation on the screen if it's not backed up in the writer's room. Because that is clearly shown in this episode. Because we've had the representation on screen, but here we have a non-diverse writer's room playing into tropes, playing into negative, harmful things, and using the representation as a narrative and story progression rather than, like, actual full-on representation. Yes. Where these, the Tuscans could actually be allies, and we can turn that that trope into something positive. I think I saw you like the tweet yesterday where T'Challa Fett was talking about how, like, they're trained warriors in desert planets so they could fight on Mandalore, because this is like a granted this as one of the Mando season three tie-in shows the opportunity was right there and Mm -hmm. they just didn't use it so annoying yep it very so upset I I remember when I watched it I just I was baffled as to why they did not because as Boba left the pikes I was like okay so we got the game plan like Boba is going to go, he's going to tell his fellow Tuscans, okay, guys, new plan. We got to go take this, this uh, Kintan Strider group out, you know? And I was yeah. like, okay, cool, cool. <laughs> next, next aspect. And then, nope, gone. Right now, Boba would have these allies. It just, it doesn't even make sense. Okay, I'm going to read a quote. Because like, again, like last week, I want to share um, indigenous people's voices on this. And so I'm going to read a quote from an article that just dropped um, by Jordan Mason, who's a Native American. Narratively, it makes little sense as Boba already has renewed purpose and already have been through the trauma of losing family slash home story. In terms of representation, it felt like having the rug pulled out from under me, even though I wasn't entirely surprised at the choice. While it doesn't take away from the amazing things the tribes of Tatooine gave us, it nevertheless comes across as a step backwards. If anything, it makes it more clear than ever that representation on the screen also needs to be backed up by rep behind the screen as well. I imagine a storyteller coming from an indigenous background who's seen more than enough tribal destruction on screen for a lifetime come up with with story options beyond killing off the Tuscan tribe, which would make more sense. Exactly. This is exactly what we're saying. Like which, they have which so totally makes options. sense well, what we were saying. Because so many other options. And they there, just there is, didn't. There really were. And I really <laughs> didn't. I, I'm so disappointed that so many people thought that they were all going to die. That, that makes me sad. It, it really and shows really, the state of our... No, it does. It makes me sad. That really makes me sad. We need we need change to happen in the future. I I'll speak as one of the future generations. I hope to help create that change, even though I don't come from a, di- a diverse background. I know how important this is, and I want to help make yeah. change because my God, it's just, it's just getting beyond frustrating. Ugh. I mean, because like we have the scene again in this episode of like the ship flying away right before this, and I'm like, so you're literally just trying to give him the same story again? How is that going to help? Is it just the tragedy of Boba Fett that he's just destined to always lose everyone in his life? Is that what you're telling me, Star Wars? Because that's the message I'm getting from them. The fact that you have that visualization of him like losing people and not feeling that connection. And then you immediately show him losing more people that we've seen built up in his life. So So when we first meet the biker gang, Mm -hmm. he just is like, okay, I'm going to hire you. See, (laughs) that to me was 
so forced. That didn't seem like something Boba would do. He needs to see them in action. So if we had seen them, if he had seen them do a job or pull something or do something, then I could see him say that. But to just go on their word and their chutzpah, no. A scene like that, the, the biker gang building up their prowess for Boba and then him, you know, finding some attachment to the biker gang and, and seeing their importance and then them saving him when Chrysanthemum attacks, it would have all felt more tied in and cohesive. Here's my perspective on this and we can just be on different sides over this. The way I read it, in this, like, this, what Star Wars building up for me, like, the, the like, tragedy of Boba Fett's sense, um, is he feels like he's, like, losing these families over and over and over, and it's reached a point where he kind of, I don't want to call it a savior complex, but he feels kind of, like, a need to, a protection in a way, where he does yeah. feel a responsibility to be the one to take people in and yes. um, be able to keep them from being lost, mm-hmm. and something that echoed that for me was the fact that he kept that helmet on and then right when he was about to offer them like really he took the helmet off and that kind of for me went back to the whole thing we talked about last week about like the legend <laughs> of boba fett behind the armor um, yes. and then stripping back out of the armor to reach that more sensitive side of him so for me like i can see where you can feel see like in some ways it felt forced but i from what star wars is t- I'm mostly seeing it as like just his attempt to continue to form that familial connection in some capacity, or even not just a family, like I said, even just to the degree of trying to help people kind of similar to like how he helped Fennec. Now he's helping them. And he's, he's just trying to, and, and he even tries to help Kersant and he was like, as an ex-bounty hunter, don't do this. It'll not be the best thing for you. Like he's, he's trying to help people more now, I think. And like, I get as a work job, like, as you said, it could have been helpful to see them in action, but as a, from a personal point of view, I can understand it a bit. I'm just doing it from a logical one. If I'm going to hire anyone, I want to see them and I, I want them to be a part of my family. I, I'm not going to have a five minute conversation and then allow them into my life because just like Boba, Boba has been through a lot of stuff. He still has to like trust people. There is the balance there. Yes. You should like be kind and give people a chance, but like they need to prove themselves too. You know, I, I, I like it. I'm not saying that it's bad and I'm not saying that it wasn't the right thing. It would have made more sense if they had given that more time. I, we would have connected to this and the biker gang way more if they had given us that scene of them doing something, Boba being like, dying, I am impressed. And Fennec being like, wow, like, look at them. Like we could use their help. That would have been amazing in that sense of you don't always have to prove something to someone before you welcome them into your life unfortunately like that's not how life works (laughs) i i like that he hired them like don't get me wrong like i'm not saying i think the bike i i'm not dissing on the biker gang i think he should have the biker gang and i i like that he has them i think that that he needs he's creating a family and i like that Boba is creating a family. And I think it's sweet. And I I have no criticism that it is the biker gang. I know a lot of people are like, oh, this biker gang and stuff. My only issue is that I would have liked a little backstory more. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying Boba is stupid. I'm not saying Boba is an idiot. I'm not saying any of that. 
Yeah. I'm just saying that if you're going to let someone into your life and, and protect you, like they need to prove that and show that they're going to do that. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I would throw down that hard for someone that I got hired for, you know, <laughs> cause I'm like, I just met you like five minutes ago and I got to like throw this massive wookie off of you. Hmm. I'm going to help, but like, how much am I going to help? maybe not as much because I barely know you. <laughs> so it just, it just would have been nice if there was a little bit more enmeshment between them. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that the biker gang's stupid. I'm not dissing on the biker gang. I think it's great that Bob is making his family and including other people in it. It just would have been nice to have that aspect in that story. Yeah. I like that, that aspect of it where it's like, you kind of have like the ragtag all over kind of just welcome, welcome you in for on the whim where in this war, then you have like the, the crime Lord syndicate, like very war-esque driven group. And I, and so like, when you get to that end of the episode, it feels so, I, I kind of want to laugh at the show at this point a little, cause you kind of have like the very ragtag group where you got, even Boba is like struggling a bit cause he's still healing. Like you got like the ragtag kind of come from the bottom group against like these giant crime Lords. And I'm like, okay, guess we'll see what happens with this. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I saw Pelly in this episode. That made me happy. <laughs> yeah. We got we got Pelly. We got some Melu Renz. We got uh, lots of little little things in this episode. <laughs> so a lot of people have a, some criticism about the biker gang's speeder bikes, <laughs> and I feel that they are very reminiscent of Kanan's bike. And there's a lot of criticism that there, we haven't seen bikes like this in Star Wars, but we have, we have seen bikes, not obviously exactly like these in Star Wars, but Kanan had a special modded out 50 style speeder bike. And so did Ahsoka. So to say that we haven't seen that in Star Wars is, is a stretch. Obviously they're all not going to look the same and these are quite shiny and bright some people have an issue with that. I don't. I and I don't have an issue with the biker gang and how they look. Again, we're gonna get more of this story, and I figured that. So I don't have any criticism on that. <laughs> I, I because I don't know their backstory. So why am I gonna criticize it? Because I don't understand their backstory yet, and I know we're gonna get that. I think it's cool that they have cybernetic parts and parts of droids on them. I think that's cool. I, I don't have an issue with that. And I don't have an issue with them having bright colored bikes. <laughs> yeah, like I was calling it like a ragtag group of like chaos. I like, come on, when you're like exactly. younger, you're going to want to have a cool colorful yes. bike, or at least I am. You kidding Same me? here. Like, like, I like how I so liked how you referenced Kanan's. And then I also saw some people like referencing the prequels and just all kinds yes. of- Yes. Exactly. Like, the the, the people are the, saying it's just like not Star Wars. Zero sense. Yeah. Zero we we sense. see a lot of, of speeders, not speeder bikes, but, but speeders <laughs> in, in episodes one through three that mm -hmm. are very reminiscent of these very similar shapes of 50s, 60s style shapes of cars, classic cars. So we do <laughs> see that in episodes one through three. 
we do see bright colors, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. And on terms of the backstory, I am hopeful that we're going to get more of it. Cause it makes me think about how like Marvel, they sometimes do that where like, they introduce yeah. a character and then we get more, like we got that with Maya. We got that with Sylvie, yeah. like we got like their backstories later on. Yeah, um, that's, that's kind of what I assumed was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. And with, so I, I was confused why everyone was so stressed about yeah. how these kids have bikes. Oh how, no, how dare they have how bikes. they have how they have these parts on them. These diamond kids, how are they riding these expensive bikes? Oh Gosh, you guys, calm down. <laughs> Maybe okay, they're bad. They're not good. I mean, they're, they're bad, but they're good, but maybe they steal stuff. Everyone. Mm-hmm. Woo! And don't you want like diverse stuff in your star Wars? You not want like cool yeah. stuff in your star Wars. So, so here's another, they were slow. The, the speed, oh. the chase was slow. Okay. So here's, here's something we need to, to discuss. Okay. You all, and this is me included have animation expectations in live action you need to erase that okay i this is why i prefer animation everyone (laughs) because you would have had the speed it would have none of this would have been an issue we still would have seen the bright shiny bikes which i personally like yeah so i am no again and i have no critique on that at all i think it's awesome and i can't wait to see more of them but it would have had the speed and everything that's just a live action thing. And that's something we're all going to have to be okay with because it is a compromise we have to make with a live action production. Yeah. And I also, for a storytelling thing, there's actually several things that I think it could ways it could still work um, as like, even if it was like beyond it just being faster or something like if, as <laughs> slow, several things. Um, okay. One I think it actually does a good job of showing, ex- focusing on expressions more and impact yes. more, which is Realistic. something the show has always been focused on. Two, the show has naturally always been slower. It was slower with the Tuscans. It was yeah. slower with Boba in episode one. It's always yeah. been a slower yeah. paced show. So I feel it reflects the pace of the show. And then three, like I honestly kind of felt the same amount of anxiety I would have felt if it was faster just because it was slow. Like both of them were kind of going slow. And it kind of, it builds that tension. So I think either speed could have worked. And I, yeah. I think it's fair that some people are like, it didn't feel as intense or something um, being slow for, but for me, I, yeah. I still think it worked. Like I said, yeah, I, was no, kind of, I was kind of like very chill about my expectations and feelings around the rest of the yeah. episode, just because the Tuscan thing just upset me so much. So I really tried to enjoy the rest of this episode fully. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I mean, I, I thought it was like, so, so when I watched it, I was thinking of how my, my little, like little kids would look at it and think it's like so cool and cute and stuff. Yeah. So I looked at it, I changed my perspective from like cynical, like, why isn't it faster? And and I, I said, hey, you know what, though? It's cute when the droid walks in and he's, he, you know, the the um, protocol droid like C-3PO walks into the street and he's all flustered and everything. I'm like, that's what Star Wars is. And yes, it was a slow chase, but yeah. I'm like, you know what? If I were driving and I were like, actually, if I were physically doing this myself, like in real life, 
it would be this slow because of mm. what I was attempting to try to do. <laughs> yeah. Like you see them, they're constantly having to maneuver around stuff, watch it over crowded. If to knock into them or not. There's lots of awareness that needs to happen. So. Exactly. Like I think that they were going as fast as they could go with the space dimensions that they had. Yeah. If we and were going they, across the dune sea, it would be a yes, different be story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because they don't have things that they're going to run into. Obviously the mayor's assistant, uh, he had to go slow because he was in a car and, uh, and was trying to maneuver through everything. Yeah. And, and then the, the biker gang, they were trying to board it. So they were trying to, they had to maneuver and like focus on dismantling his car. So yeah. I, I did, I didn't really take that much of an issue. I, I thought it was, I did think it was a little slow, but I understood why it was slow. So, and I thought kids would think it was cute. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, a lot of people like reference as spy kids and other stuff. Robert yeah. Rodriguez has done like, it's very Robert Rodriguez. Like, let's just, it's like I said, oh, it's diverse creative very visions. True. So it's live action and we're going to, I was watching rebels and I went into like a major rebels rewatch the last like two days and I've been basically sobbing watching. Rebels. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yesterday. I was just basically on my couch, just sobbing, watching Ezra all day long. <laughs> and, and I was watching what Ezra was doing. It was, it was the, it was season three, episode one. I can't think of the name of the episode. They're all watching how amazing Ezra is as he's uh, working to go with the Y wings. Okay. Yeah. And, and I'm like, we're not going, he's just, his moves are, I even, my jaw drops. And I'm like, we are not going to see that in live action. It does not translate. Mm -hmm. And it just can't. It, yeah. It's not going to be the same. And that's something we all have to be okay with. And I don't fully remember because this was more than a year ago. But like when like the Jedi aired for the Mandalorian, I feel like there might have been people who were like, why is Ahsoka so much slower or something? Like, I feel like that's something that someone probably said. So yeah. I think that is like a very valid thing to bring up in terms of live action versus animation. Because you do mm -hmm. get used to those things in animation. Like you get used to the the fast speeder bike chases through Lothal and Rebels. Yep. What did you think of the twins? Fennec continues to be the MVP of the show. Uh <laughs> <laughs> the dinner scene where she's just like here's what you have to do you're just gonna yeah. wait and then she's like oh pfft, I can't wait and then like the droid comes up he's like they're here and she's like she gives them the look where she's like, like of course they are I, told I know you what I'm that. talking about Boba yes. she's so good I love her so much anyway um I thought this scene was interesting I think that is an aspect of what this episode did is it made me realize how much it wasn't just the pikes just like messing with the Tuscans. It's actually, it's really building the show up to be really focused on the crime syndicate thing. And this is like an interesting opportunity to do it. And I also think it's like interesting with Boba's background and like bounty hunting and and working for like more shady people. Cause like we see his interaction with Black Chrysanthemum in the scene. And I think like you talked a lot last week about how Boba is going to be tested. And I think this is a really interesting way of it because, like, it's not just this, the scale of, like, the syndicates, but we also just know how deep that runs because we, we've seen it numerous times throughout Star Wars, including very recently in the Bad Batch. So I, I'm, like, interested to see because, like, Boba and Fennec are, like, going back and forth about how much the Huts are lying. Like, are they actually going to leave? Do they actually care if we're going to war? And, like, 
I kind of am with Boba in this run. Like, yeah, he gets their whole self-interest thing where he's like, okay, if they're going to decimate each other, it's a win for us. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting because he has, so he finds out at the beginning of the episode how most Espa is broken down. Mm-hmm. And it's broken down into three districts, the Trandoshan, the Aqualish, and the Clatoonians, and then his. So, but his area now is getting usurped by the Pikes. Yeah. However, we still have those other syndicates. Mm-hmm, we still exactly. have the Trandoshan, yeah. everyone. We still have the Aqualish. Who, we have not met any of these and the Clutonians. I cannot wait. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I think it's just such a... I kind of expected the show to like be more like uh, crime lord or um, external threat that we don't see as commonly, like because we we get yeah. used to like those Jedi shows and everything. But yeah. so I was kind of interested to see that, but like the, to the scale, like you were saying, like just to have so many different, like it's not just like because we we usually just see like the Pikes or mm-hmm. um, yeah. the Huts, and like that's about it. So I'm I'm interested that we're getting like so many other sides of it um, that are coming in, and I like that you brought up the beginning again because like we freaking called the people just. Them just didn't rule with as much fear as Java. People didn't respect them as much. We exactly. Yes. No one has respect for him. No one had respect for him. Exactly. Yeah, and like when we get to like talking about the huts, maybe that's like, like because they just weren't as threatened and. That's why I think that Boba's kind of right with this logic where they wouldn't leave if this wasn't happening because they do think this war will like decimate or even just divide to the point where they can like usurp in the end. Because <laughs> that's just yeah. The kind of people they're probably, people yeah, they're probably just waiting. Yeah. Sitting there behind <laughs> their fans being like, I'll wait till you kill all- each other. Yeah, exactly. That yeah. is what the huts would do. They would just wait for everyone to. <laughs> each other out and then they're going to go in but I, I I'm interested on how this is all going to work out and then of course we have we also have so so Boba doesn't just have all of those issues he also has the issue of his citizenry not caring about him mm-hmm. and not respecting him so that is a completely massive other aspect See, and now getting back to the conversation we had earlier, this is the aspect where I agree with you. The respect from their side. Like, I got everything behind Boba's drive. What I didn't understand, like you were saying, was their side. Like, how much they just (laughs) went up against Black Chrysanthemum like that. I was like, uh, you were just sassing Boba off like like an hour ago. I'm sorry. What? Yeah, exactly. I definitely agreed with that aspect of it, where I was like, because like... They do build up like that people don't respect people don't respect and then there's seem to be certain fast factions that are like okay maybe we will a little but so honestly I'm gonna take the reverse of your argument argue I think I would have wanted to see Boba prove himself more to them beyond just taking out the helmet like I get the taking out the helmet humanized him to him to them a bit but like in terms of respecting him and like following him I guess from his side maybe there could have been more I I don't know like <laughs> well I mean he's the leader so like he should yeah, already yeah. do that from the get-go and in and in that regard he's not so I he needs to to step up as a leader and have put his foot down more firmly with his citizens and with everyone he's not he's not holding people accountable like he should but I think he's scared too because he's trying to figure out how to hold people accountable without killing them yeah and i think fennec's like 
because we've seen this dynamic multiple times now Fennec seems to be the one who wants to take the like the Hutt's path of like you come to me whereas Boba does seem to want to go down more that path of no I'm going to come to you and I'm going to gain your respect through action so I think that's something Fennec and Boba just they need to work through like what what, what they're going to do together like to like work through that a bit more and I guess they hold themselves it's a good balance between the two of them in that sense but at the same time if they're going to move forward they definitely need to like come up with a more clear strategy yeah. as to how that's going to be executed so yeah like <laughs> I, I I guess when you know after he was like beaten by Chris Anton yeah oh also by the way where was Fennec like Fennec you are an assassin how do you not figure out someone's breaking into the palace <laughs> and stuff like that and are on top of that like what and she was the last one in the room I just mm, it's Fennec yeah, trying to use it. Oh my, my bonic heart will cry. I ship them. I don't want that. I'm not saying she did it on purpose. I'm not saying she did it on purpose. I know it just, to me, it just wasn't Fennec like. Like I would have expected her to have been like the second that that, that Wookiee even pressed that back to tank. Mm. I wanted her gun on his head. It just it just didn't seem right. I don't know. That was just my it felt weird and I get that that Fennec is pushing the the boss picture mm-hmm. on Boba and everything I, I think that there needs to be more dialogue as to why she feels that and and who her character is I'm, I'm not getting a lot from her character kind of making me a little sad and I actually would have liked to see her help more in that assassination attempt yeah definitely but but on to what he does get from the the twins he gets a he gets a baby rancor and that to me was one of the biggest highlights of this episode this was another like i called this scene out when i was talking about having the helmet off it's another like humanization moment and then i love getting to see like we talked about this last week like the softer side of boba i like that because like we did talk about how he had such a rough childhood um so we and and people yes. like oh and i love how that the the rancor that when the the handler Danny Trejo was talking about the rancors, he talks about the witches of Dothamir and that they were they used to ride rancors through the forest. Yes, yes. Seeing the softer side of him that his childhood didn't allow him to express, and I, I'm so grateful that we're getting to see that side of him, and it makes him more of a a character I want to invest in more and I'm, I'm grateful for that and it was just like a really cute scene to see, like, bonding with the rancor like it was so cute it was so, so sweet I want baby <laughs> rancor I do like when he said it I'm busy I was like yes you are don't go anywhere else <laughs> he's gonna come here. back his rancor wants him oh what's he gonna name his rancor <gasps> oh my gosh we don't know his name or her name it's name we don't know the Rancor's name. I can't wait to find out its name. Yes, please. Oh, we're going to see Oh, we're going to see like a training session. Like, remember when Din did his training session? Yeah, exactly. Any other thoughts about the episode? Nope. You can follow me on Twitter at Allie underscore M underscore Andrews. And me, Maria, at Mayor of the Galaxy. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Knights of Ren, on Instagram at Knights underscore of Ren. If you'd like to support the podcast and everything we do, you can do so via Patreon or Ko-fi. Both of those links are in the episode description. Thank you all so much for listening, and I hope you come back next time to listen to us talk more Star Wars. Thank you! Bye.